This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Chesed means kindness. Chesed means goodness. Chesed means brotherly love and giving. Basically, Chesed. What is Chesed? So we have to talk about Chesed. Where do we learn this concept of Chesed? And the answer is we learn it from Hashem. We learn it from God Himself. The Torah starts with an act of kindness and ends with an act of kindness. It starts with an act of kindness. Even though Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, they sinned, they disobeyed God's command, they ate from the fruit, whatever that was, whatever that means. Hashem had mercy on them, and when they realized they were naked, Hashem clothed them. So Hashem gave goodness instead of bad. So they they uh, were, they did evil in the eyes of God, and Hashem, nevertheless, Hashem acted with kindness towards them, and uh, Hashem uh, helped them. Hashem gave them clothes. Hashem, so let's just recap. So what are we talking about? The origins of chesed. What is the origins of chesed? Chesed means kindness. Chesed means giving. Chesed means brotherly love. Chesed means goodness. That's what chesed, chesed was all about, goodness. Who is the epitome of goodness? Obviously God. God created the world. Why did he create the world? The Kabbalist, the Arizal says, one of the reasons he created the world is to give. Just purely for the sake of giving. Hashem wants to give. He doesn't need to give, but he wants to give. So he created the world based on chesed. Chesed. Olam chesed yibane. We're going to talk about. And where do we learn chesed from? Hashem himself. Hashem does kindness, acts of kindness. The beginning of the Torah is kindness, and the end of the Torah is kindness. How? Adam and Eve, they sinned towards God. They eat the fruit, whatever that means. And Hashem, they realize they are naked. And Hashem gives them clothes. Hashem makes clothes for them. Amazing act of kindness. They rebel, and he gives them kindness. At the end of the Torah, the Torah ends with an act of kindness. Moses, our great uh, prophet and leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, he dies. And he goes up the mountain, he dies. And who is there to bury him? Hashem buries him. There was no one else. Hashem buried Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Gemara says in Sota, it says, because Moshe Rabbeinu looked after the bones of Yosef in the desert, Hashem says, you look after the bones of Yosef, I'll look after your bones. I'm going to look after you. Personally, I'm going to, I'm going to bury you. So a very important idea, this idea of Hashem is giving the example. Who goes to visit the sick? Hashem. Abraham Avinu sick. Hashem goes to visit the sick. All these are acts of kindness. I just want to read you a little bit of the Rambam, and then we'll go on to other sources. So Rambam says, Mitzvat aseh shel divrehem. It's a positive commandment from the rabbis. Levaker cholim, to go visit the sick. Nachem avelim, to go and visit the mourners and comfort the mourners. Rotsiamet, to go to a funeral and help bury someone. Nachlis kala, to be able to help in a wedding, to make the bride and the groom happy. If you can pay for some of the expenses in Israel, there's a lot of demand for what's called hachnasak kala. People need help to get their children married. He says, and it's a mitzvah to accompany one's guests. Now, people don't know that much. There's a mitzvah not just to feed them, but also to accompany them on the way. Now, that, what does that mean? It means when they're going out of town. It's not guests who stay in town. The guests who are leaving the town, you have to walk six feet with them. At least walk them to the car. So this way, a person was involved with uh, accompanying the guests. And that was very important those days in the times where there were no, there were no policemen. 
there were no uh, there was no law and order that a guest should be made. People should know this guest is being cared for. Someone cares about this guest. Don't harm my guest. So accompanying the guest on the way out is showing that he's my guest. Don't touch him. He, like the lot. So the people of Saddam, leave my guests alone. They're my guests. Yeah, it didn't help much in that in their case, but <laughs> that's what we have to do. That's uh, Levaya, which is accompanying the guest out. So it's not just feeding the guests, but in those days, especially accompanying them. Today, I would say accompanying them is not such a big thing because it's uh, there's law and order, hopefully, in a society. But feeding them would be more important for people who don't have enough food. We're going to talk about that. So all this, the Rambam says, a mitzvah from the rabbis, Elug hen gibrut hasadim. This is called acts of kindness with one's body. We're going to talk about this. Two kinds of acts of kindness. One is acts of kindness with one's body, and the other one is acts of kindness with one's money. So we call it sadaqah. Sadaqah is one of the parts of Gibrut Hasadim, which is acts of kindness with one's money. And we're going to see that acts of kindness with one's body is much higher than acts of kindness with one's money. Why? Because acts of kindness with one's body can be done both to rich and poor alike, that even a rich person sometimes needs help. You see someone who uh, needs help crossing the street. The person may be very wealthy, but the Hesed is going to help him that he doesn't need the money, but he needs the help. He needs the physical help. Some people, a lot of people today need friendship. So friendship is act of kindness. A lot of people need someone to talk to. That's an act of kindness. That's a physical act of kindness, just being there for someone when they need someone to talk to. And we don't really realize that. But anyone who's raised children, tremendous acts of kindness, tremendous. People don't really realize. Change a kid's diaper, feed a kid. Uh, these, are, these are tremendous acts of kindness. The, the whole idea of having children is acts of kindness, just like God created the world to give. A person who has children in order to give, to practice acts of kindness. Marriage is acts of kindness between the spouses we're going to talk about. So these are all different acts of kindness. And where does the Rambam learn this from? And the answer is from last week's parasha Kedoshim, one of the most important pasukim in the Torah, kamocha. you will love your friend as yourself. How do you love your friend as yourself? And the answer is love is expressed in Judaism by giving. Love is expressed by giving because the root of the word ahava is the word hav. And hav means to give, very, very important. You'll say, I love you, I love you, I love you. But love is not by taking. Love is by giving. If a person loves someone, you truly love someone, you're going to give them. You're going to give them endlessly. You're going to give them without anything in return. And that's the highest level of chesed. The highest level of chesed is giving with no thoughts of getting something back. And we're going to talk about that. That's called chesed shelemet, true chesed. True chesed is giving with no thought of getting something back. Usually when a person has children, they feed them and they clothe them. Lots of acts of kindness. Lots of acts of kindness. Tremendous acts of kindness. And if you think you're going to get something back, well, I'm sorry to say, I've got a, you're being fooled. You're not going to get anything back. If you get a smile back, if you get a thank you back, you're lucky. You're very, very lucky. So this is acts of kindness. Little acts of kindness go a long way. And they're the, the key of building relationships. Acts of kindness, which is unfortunately... Tragically, today's society is all about taking, and Jewish society is all about giving. We're going to talk about that as well with two kinds of people in the world. Rav Desler says in Strike for Truth, the great Rabbi Desler, he tells us there's two kinds of people in the world. Hashem created two kinds of people. 
He created people who are takers, and he created people who are givers. Two kinds of people created in the world. And it's, it's very important to be on the side of the givers, not the takers. So very, very important. We have to train ourselves. We have to train ourselves to be givers and not just takers. We have to give. We have to learn how to give. It's impossible to be happily married without giving. It's impossible to be a good parent without giving. It's impossible to be a good grandparent, <laughs> grandparent without giving. Right? So giving is the key to success in all relationships. Giving is the key to success. And the opposite is true as well. Takers will not have good relationships. People want to take, want to get from the relationship. Uh, usually they're very disappointed, and that's how relationships break down. I'm, ta- I'm giving all the time. The other person is taking all the time. But both parties should be focused on giving. That's the success of relationship. If both parties are focused on making each other happy, the, the relationship will be a success. If both parties are focused on giving, that is the big mistake. The tragic mistake society is making today. Everyone thinks, I can take, I can take, I can take. And the other party will give endlessly. It doesn't work like that. We both have to be givers. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about chesed. The Ramam says all these are acts of kindness, visiting the sick, comforting mourners, uh, helping someone get married, walking them down the aisle, making them happy. People go to weddings. It's a mitzvah to make the chatan and kala happy. If you're not going to make them happy, don't go. Make them happy. Very important to make them happy. Uh, sometimes, you know, we get, a, we get a, an invitation from the parents because they know us. But if you go and you make the parents happy, you don't make the Hatan and Kala happy, you're not going to defeat the whole purpose of going to a wedding. So going to a wedding is very critical to make the couple happy, to make them happy. That's a very, very important part of the wedding. To help the Hatan and Kala with all their needs, and especially in Israel, a lot of Hatans and Kalas, they have pretty much nothing when they get married. So if you can help them, there are funds set aside for Hatan and Kala. And these things, Rambam says, is chesed shebekufor. Kindness of one's physical state. The person gives physically, not just tzedakah. And this is something, a mitzvah, which has no quantity. We'll talk about that. There's a famous Mishnah we say every day in our prayers, in the beginning of the prayers, in the Mishnah and Peah. Elu devarim she'en lahem shi'ur. These are things with no quantities. Peah, babikurim, marayon, gunit hasadim. So givinut hasadim is a mitzvah with no end. There's no shiur. Hashem does not give us how much chesed you have to do a day. It's left to us. It's left to us to decide and look for opportunities for chesed. We're going to talk about that. It's a famous pasuk, David Amirach says, in Psalm 23, May goodness and kindness chase after me all the days of my life. Very, very important. May goodness and kindness. What does it mean? Kindness chase after me. Opportunities for kindness. David Amir, praise to God. Send me opportunities for kindness to chase me all the days of my life. Listen, if you live in Israel and you go to a minyan every morning, there's plenty of opportunities for kindness. <laughs> Believe me, uh, it's a never-ending stream of people. Never-ending stream of people, which, uh, you know, a person can view this as, oh, oh no, it's so bad. You know, never-ending stream of people who need help. On the other hand, we can view this as opportunities for kindness. So a person, Hashem, sends us many opportunities for kindness. What people forget is charity begins at home. Chesed begins at home. Very, very critical. People forget chesed begins at home. Helping at home is also chesed. Doing some shopping, helping each other, 
putting the, the dirty dishes, washing some, or putting them at least in the dishwasher. These are acts of kindness that a person should do every single day. Look for acts of kindness, plenty of acts of kindness, cleaning the house, cleaning the floor, sweeping, vacuuming, whatever it is, preparing lunch, preparing dinner, whatever it is, acts of kindness. These are acts of kindness people don't think about. The Rav Victor Miller says in his book, amazing, uh, Rav Victor Miller, the great Rav Victor Miller. My mother was a big fan of Rav Victor Miller. She came to America. She says, take me to Rav Victor, <laughs> take me to Rav Victor Miller. I said, gosh, how am I going to take her to Rav Victor Miller? So, okay, so we went to Brooklyn and I found out where he lives. And guess who we meet outside his house? Standing in the street, Rav Victor Miller himself. And I go, <laughs> I take my mother to him and I say, Rav Victor, your, my mother is a big fan of yours and she wants a bracha for you. He said, sure, no problem. Very graciously, he gave her a bracha on the street. And that was the Rav Victor. So he says, try and find an act of kindness you can do without anyone knowing. At least one act of kindness a day without anyone knowing. And it's very easy at home. And no one's around. You put the dishes in the dishwasher. You wash some dishes. You prepare lunch. Whatever it is, no one knows about it. No one's going to know about it. No one cares. You clean the floor. No one cares. No one's going to notice. And these are acts of kindness that women do all the time and men have to do as well. Men have to chip in as well to acts of kindness, whatever they're good at. If you're good at shopping, go shopping. If you're good at painting the house, paint the house. All these are acts of kindness that we have to appreciate. We have to take the opportunity and if you can do them without groaning and moaning and, uh, you know, gosh, uh, it's so hard to clean for Pesach, boy. It's so hard, boy. But it's an act of kindness. It's going to do kindness and help. Even, if the, even the help is just getting out of the way. So that's also... <laughs> It's also kind of negative kindness. Okay, there are acts of kindness. And uh, just being nice to people, smiling at people is an act of kindness. Making people's day instead of moaning and groaning and complaining, but encouraging acts of kindness. We talk about the woman of the house every Friday night, Eshechayel, Vetorat Chesed Aleshona. There's a speech, a language, a Torah of kindness on her lips. What does that mean? That means always pleasant, always sweet, always encouraging. It's so hard to always be sweet and always kind and always encouraging. Uh, never a bad word about anyone. That is Torah Chesed. It's, it's, it's a mitzvah to learn Torah Chesed. We have to learn Torah Chesed. Torah is all about Chesed. We have to put it to practice. It's easy to preach and it's hard to practice. You know, two, two brothers, uh, identical twins. One's a doctor and one's a rabbi. And they always get mixed up. And uh, one day the guy goes to the doctor and he says, Oh, rabbi, he says, no, he says, I'm the, the brother that practices, not the brother that preaches. So, so there's a practicing and preaching. It's very easy to preach chesed, but we have to act it out. And one of the ways of acting it out is Torah chesed. The speech of a person, instead of snapping at people and being cross at people and being angry at people, smile at people and treat people well. The way you speak to them is the way they're going to remember you. The way you speak to your kids is the way they're going to remember you. The way you speak to your grandchildren is the way they're going to remember you. But that applies to all kinds of people. Treating people the way you treat them, that's the way they're going to treat you. That's the way they're going to remember you. So acts of kindness begin with thoughts and speech and actions. And we said acts of kindness with the body is much harder than acts of kindness with money. Why? It's much easier to write a check. Depends for who. Depends on who. Not so easy, but it's easier than going out of your way, taking time out and actually physically helping someone. So these are very important ideas, the ideas of chesed. And the Ramam continues, 
He says, we learn this from our great forefather, Abraham Avinu, was a man of chesed. He was, I'm going to talk about, the personality of chesed. A person with a personality of chesed, what does that mean? A person who strives all their lives to do kindness, to help other people. He would feed strangers. He would make drink to strangers. This is a great, this is our, this is our forefathers. It's in our genes. This is the merit of the forefathers. Rabbi Deska says the merit of the forefathers is not just the merit of the forefathers, but you all want, you know, that their merit should stand for us and save us and help us. No. Uh, Rabbi Deska says the word zachut avot comes with zachut. Zachut means purity of the forefathers. It's in our genes. They gave us purity in our genes, into our genes. We have their purity. It's in us. We have to bring out this act of kindness that our forefathers and our foremothers, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel Gorea, all gave to us these fantastic genes. But it's potential, but they have to now be put into practice. We have their genes, but we have to now practice what they did. It's not just enough to have the genes and the potential, but we have to actually put it in practice. So a person should always think about, who can I help? How can I help? What can I do? It's very easy today to... To, there's, there's organizations all around us that help people. There's tons of organizations. There's, there's an organization called Efrat who saves babies' lives. How? Just by helping the mother and the father when they're having a baby financially, buy them a cot, a crib, a, a, a pram, uh, uh, you know, all these things, essential items that, you know, they, they can't manage without. And they encourage them to have the child. They save countless lives through that. You can, today, it's so easy to adopt an orphan. There's so many orphanages in Israel. To adopt an orphan, to uh, all these things, are acts of tremendous kindness that a person can do so easily today. You can just, there are organizations that feed the poor, right? And these, these organizations just send a donation on the internet, and it's so easy, it's just effortless. They do the work for you, and you help them. So that's, these are so many acts of kindness available to us today. Because we're going to try and spread the wealth, spread whatever they have, whatever they can to do acts of kindness. So Ramam says we learn it from Abraham Avinu. He was our forefather. He would take in all these people who are homeless, people who are travelers, never had a place to eat, never had a roof over their heads, and he would give them food and he would bring them into the house and he would accompany them on the way. As I mentioned, those days such an important facet of um, bringing in guests. Bikul Cholim, visiting the sick is so hard. It is so hard to visit the sick. You know, I was fortunate. Why was I fortunate? Because it's part of my job. As a rabbi for 35 years, part of my job was visiting the sick. And it was a hard, a very hard emotional for me, very emotional, hard emotionally to be empathetic and to feel their pain. Because when you come out of the room of that hospital, you feel the pain, walking with the pain of the person who you just visited. You're feeling their pain. That's the empathy which is required. If you don't have empathy for someone, don't visit the sick. If you don't have empathy, don't be a doctor. Don't be a dentist. If you don't feel the empathy, don't do these things. Why? A nurse. If she doesn't feel the empathy for the patient, don't do it. Don't become a nurse. It's, it's part of the job is being empathized with someone. And that's the hard part. That's the emotional part, being emo- emotionally involved, burying the dead. That it's such a hard job. It's such a hard job. Is emotionally involved and it's depressing, and uh, that's why that's why it's active kindness. Whatever's hard, that you know it's a mitzvah. Whatever's hard, to, <laughs> whatever's hard to do, you'll find 
that's where the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is when it's hard to do. It's easy to do. It's not really a mitzvah, but it's going to be hard. According to the measurement of the trouble is the measurement of reward. So we have to remember that. The harder it is, doesn't seem the sick is so hard. And, uh, but it's a mitzvah, a tremendous mitzvah, the Ramam says, to visit the sick. And uh, Hashem visits the sick. Hashem visits Abraham Avinu. And uh, whoever goes to the sick, remember there's three parts to the mitzvah. One part is cheering them up. Second part is to find out what they need. And the third part is just to talk to them, empathize with them, be with them, comfort them, pray for them, pray for them. That's a critical part people don't think about. In the midst, you can pray for someone without going to see them. Can you, can you visit the sick and on the phone? Well, you can do parts of it on the phone. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do parts of it. You can find out they need anything. You can cheer them up on the phone. You can ask them their name. You can say a prayer for them on the phone. You, you don't have to actually be there. Obviously, it's better to go there. Sometimes it's better not to go there because you're in a hospital setting, especially if you have a low immune system, and especially with all this, the COVID or whatever it is, sometimes it's better not to go. But if you can call them, at least call them, speak to them, cheer them up. And uh, it's very important. I remember when I was a kid, I had an emergency operation surgery, and uh, one of my second cousins called me, and I can't tell you how much it cheered me up. Just a phone call. She spent time with me. I was uh, I was 15 at that time. She was. I never I never expected her to call. It was so nice of her to call, and she spent about 15. I was bored stiff, and uh, you know you're in the hospital bed for so long, and uh, her. You know, she really helped me. She could, she comforted me. That's what, a, that's what a call is to the sick person. That's because Halim on the telephone. It's possible to do most, if not all, or parts of the mitzvah because you just on the phone. So don't forget, if someone's sick, someone's down, call them. That's part of the mitzvah because Halim. And uh, because it gets tremendous reward. And you can visit sick, says, obviously, you can visit the sick as much as you want. Just make sure it doesn't tire them out, doesn't wear them out. Sometimes people don't want to be visited. They feel bad. They feel down. Don't visit them. Because it depends on the person. You've got to call them and see, would you appreciate a visit? Would you appreciate? So make the visit short, sweet. And if they want you to stay longer, obviously stay longer. But otherwise, just make it short and sweet. And make sure you do these three things. Talk to them. Um, comfort them. See if they need anything. And pray for them. Very, very important. Three things to do when you visit the sick. And certain sick people you shouldn't visit. Romo says if they have sicknesses of the, of the GI tract, don't go visit them. They're going in and out of the bathroom, don't go visit them. So that's very important to know who to visit, how to visit, where to sit. There's all different laws. These are laws the Code of Jewish Law people don't really read. They don't know about how to visit a sick person according to halakha. So it's an art. Visiting the sick is an art. And sometimes you visit the sick and they, instead of being an art, they don't appreciate it and the person depresses them even more. Like a person goes to a sick person with a sour face. And, you know, sometimes people have bad reactions to rabbis. They think, you know, they're there to give them last rites. And it's not a Jewish concept, by the way, but some people do think that. So you've got to cheer them up and say, oh, by the way, I'm not here because you're that bad. I'm here to cheer you up. I'm here to visit you. I'm here to give you a little chizuk, which is to strengthen you and to give you a, a positive attitude. There's Radoshem. So now we come to some sources. So Ramam gave us one source which says the mitzvah of chesed. We learn it out from there. Love your friend as yourself. How do you express someone to love to someone else? And the key is this, the source of the word ahava is the word have, giving. By giving, by acts of kindness, you are showing love to someone. 
and you see the face of the mother, hopefully, the Jewish mother had a baby. You see the face of the mother facing, you know, um, my daughter just spoke Hashem had a baby. And you see the way she looks at that baby. God, I've seen so much love. You see the love towards that child. That's the love we have to express, not just to our own children, but to other children as well. Because other children are related to us. God created us all in his image. And we are related to all God's creatures. Fortunately, unfortunately, sometimes you can't choose your relatives. But we are related and we have to show love. How do you show love? How do you express love to people? Chesed. Chesed is the way to show love to people. Chesed, kindness, acts of kindness, acts of giving. That's the secret of Ahava, the secret of the word love. So Chesed, Chafatzni, Belozevach, Hoshea, the prophet, unbelievable line. Hoshea, the prophet says, God says, Chesed chafatzti. I desired kindness. I don't desire sacrifices. Imagine, this is after the structure of Benedict Dash. We're going to talk about beautiful ideas over here, brilliant ideas, Jewish ideas. This idea that kindness is the key. Hashem wants acts of kindness more than he wants sacrifices. Sacrifice is not going to help. Sacrifice may help the individual to get atonement in certain situations, May show love and appreciation to God. God wants kindness, acts of kindness to humanity. And that's the hard part of being a human being, is showing kindness to others. So let's talk about that a bit more in detail. So there's a few sources. So I brought one source for after the The beginning of the Torah is acts of kindness. The end of the Torah is acts of kindness. Hashem does acts of kindness with Adam and Eve. creates the gives them the clothes. And he does an act of kindness with Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of the Torah. He buries Moshe Rabbeinu. We learn from Abraham Avinu, the role model, a great role model. And then the Torah says a very interesting line. He tells Moshe Rabbeinu, and you will teach them the way in which to walk. What is the way to walk? We're going to talk about the Gemara says, walk in the ways of God. How do you walk in the ways of God? Just like he is kind, be kind. Just like he's merciful, be merciful. Just like he is uh, great and truthful, be truthful and great. So these, these are the ways we have to emulate God. And then it says, Walk behind God. And he walked behind God. And then it says in Tehillim, chapter 89, verse 3, The world was created with kindness. Hashem created the world with kindness. And Hashem expects the world to continue. Pirkei Avot says, right, the second Mishnah Pirkei Avot, on three things the world rests. What are the three things the world rests? Torah, Avodah, it rests on the will in the Torah. It rests on service, which is the service of Hashem, and rests on acts of kindness. So one of the major pillars of the world. The world cannot exist without acts of kindness. If people are mean to each other, want to fight each other, want to kill each other all the time, the world's going to be... The truth is, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we want to kill everyone, the world's not going to last. If Russia wants to destroy the world, if China wants to destroy the world, the world's going to last. No one's going to, nothing's going to, Iran's going to blow that bomb up. Nothing's going to last. It's acts of kindness. Instead of uh, uh, a country that just uh, spews hatred and war, that'd be a country of spews kindness. That's the key, spewing kindness. That's, it's so hard to be because this world is not a, a fixed place. It's not a good place to be in right now. It's a nasty place. And uh, we have to make it small acts of kindness, small acts of kindness between spouses, between parents, the children, between neighbors. That's what's going to create this 
revolution of kindness. Let's create a revolution of kindness instead of a revolution of hatred. So acts of kindness. So the Torah says, you know, acts of kindness, beginning of the Torah, the end of the Torah, obviously, uh, we have to know that's the main part. The main part of the Torah is kindness. And uh, uh, the Torah, Rabhama Barabi Hanina, he says, you walk after God. Yeah, so it's like Baran Sota, he says, how can you walk? Is it possible for a person to walk after God? Because the Torah says someone else in the Barim, chapter 4, says God is fire. How can you walk after fire? Is question. So he says, just walk after God's midot, after God's character traits. Now, obviously, God doesn't has got any character traits, but Moshe Rabbeinu gives us 13 principles of character. And we say in our prayers, Kel, Rachum, Rechanun, Erech, So Rambam tells us that that's a way for us to emulate God. Obviously, God is not a human being. God has no character traits. But Rambam says it's there in the Torah to tell us how to emulate God. This is just, these are guideposts for us to create our personalities. That we have to be kind and generous and gentle to others. That's what the that's what the Quran says. Just like God gives clothing to the naked, like He clothed Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, so too we have to give clothing to the naked. Just like God visited the sick, He visited Abraham Avinu We also have to visit the sick. Just like God goes to comfort the mourners, as it says, Abraham by Just like after Abraham dies. God goes and blesses Yitzhak, he comes to the mourners, we have to also come to the mourners. Just like God buries the sick, but he buries the dead, as he buried the Moshe Rabbeinu, who we talked about, we have to also learn how to bury the dead. So that's how we walk after God's ways. We have to walk after, we have to emulate God. So that is a very important point. We have to emulate God. And the Rambam tells us in Morin Abuchim, this amazing idea, Morin Abuchim, the guides, the perplexed, and he tells us over there, in chapter, in part one, chapter 54, and in chapter th- in ch- chapter three, in part three as well, he tells us, Hashem. the act of kindness is serving God, not less than praying. Acts of kindness, there's a famous story about uh, the Bodhicheva, Bodhicheva Rebbe, right? He goes and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, one of the days of Slichot. And he doesn't come for Slichot. One day, two days, three days. He doesn't, come, doesn't show up in the morning. You know, the Slichot is very important for you before Yom Kippur doesn't show up. So, you know, someone's, one of his chassidim say, you know, I've got to find out what the Rebbe's doing. What is the Rebbe doing in time of Slichot? So he goes to his house early in the, in the early morning before, before daybreak. It's, it's dark. And he sees him come out of the house with an axe, little axe. What, what is the Rebbe up to? He follows him. He sees the Rebbe going into someone's house. It was a widow's house. She was a, a poor widow and would go and chop the wood and light the fire in a grate to warm her up. And he'd bring him some milk and some food. And that's how the Rebbe, that's how the Rebbe did Slichot. That was his Slichot. His Slichot was acts of kindness. So it's a powerful tool. Ramam says, not less than Tfilah. It's not less than Tfilah. He doesn't say if it's more than Tfilah, but it's definitely not less than Tfilah. Acts of kindness are definitely not less than Tfilah. And the rabbis learn now, Baita Abraham, Eshel, Beber Shava. He plants an Eshel, literally means a tree. The rabbis say Eshel stands for three things, Achila, Shtiyah, and Levaya. 
he gives them food to eat, he gives them drinks to drink, and he helps them to walk along the way when they leave his tent. So that was our, our forefathers and our dreams, acts of kindness is very, very powerful. And it's a universal concept. It's something not just for Jews, it's for Gentiles, for everyone. The world should be built on chesed, acts of kindness to each other, not shooting each other up, not killing each other, but helping each other and being kind to each other. And this should be taught in all the schools. This is where public schools are failing. Maybe some Jewish schools also failing, not being kind enough, not teaching kindness. I know there was a school in England that taught empathy. Now, this is interesting. One day they would blindfold the child and say, I want you to know what it's like to be blind. And one day they would tie, I don't know, they would, uh, they would wrap his leg up with a plaster and say, I want you to know what it's like to be lame. Right? So this way a person gains empathy and treats people and realize what it's like to be blind. We have no idea, no concept what it's like to be blind. We have no concept what it's like to be lame. We have no concept. We have, we have to thank God every day. We have all else. We have no concept of living in a flood zone. I mean, thank God. We have no concept of living in an earthquake zone. Thank God. We have no concept of living through a war. Thank God. Maybe someone else do. But we have to appreciate. We have to thank and we have to help. And we have to help where we can. Okay, so we, we talked about walking after Hashem. We talked about Avraham Avinu. We talked about this uh, Rambam, which says uh, kindness is not less than prayer. We talked about the uh, Hoshea, who says Hashem does not want sacrifice, he wants kindness. Hashem wants kindness. So this is something which we have to know. What's the act of kindness? Helping a bride. Making her happy. Accompanying a dead person to the final burial, uh, giving a pruta, giving a small coin to a poor person, praying all the time in, in one's prayers that, uh, that for other people who are sick, other things. This was, the Gemara says, this is Daniel. Daniel, the great prophet, Daniel lion's den. What did he do to merit to be saved from the lion's den? The Gemara says, acts of kindness. He helped people. He helped the poor. He helped the needy. He helped the brides. And this was hard. Why? Because we're in Babylon in exile. The exile just started. Imagine the poverty of the Jews just coming out, coming out of it. penniless. They walked all the way, imagine walking all the way from Israel under the Babylonians, uh, the soldiers with cruelty, and uh, walking all the way and uh, penniless, ending up a Jew. What is the sign of a Jew? What is the sign? What is our uh, calling card? What is our flag? Our flag is the flag of kindness. Our flag is the flag of kindness. The Shukran says, when you're looking for a spouse, look for three qualities. What are the three qualities you've got to look for? By Shanim, a person who's ashamed, embarrassed when they're sinning, when they're doing something wrong. Something which, you know, today is in short supply. Uh, a person, you know, they do things wrong and they're proud of it. That's, uh, you know, they wave the flag, we're proud of it. No, shame. One of the things a person can look for in a spouse is shame. I'm embarrassed if I do something wrong. Embarrassment is a good trait, okay? Number two, Rachmanim. Uh, Rachmanim is mercy, merciful. And Gomle Hasadim is acts of kindness. Three signs of the Jew, the Jewish traits. So find the flag of kindness. And that's the reason why Abraham Avinu was chosen by God. So why was Abraham chosen by God? Well, you can answer very simply. Abraham chose God. You choose God, God chooses you. Very simple. But the Hashem says in the Torah, I'm choosing you, Abraham, and your children after you. Why? You have got to guard the path of God to do tzedakah and mishpat, to do kindness 
and justice. Two things which are part of our signs, two signposts, justice and kindness. So Hashem chose Abraham because of justice and kindness. And uh, then the Mishnah continues in, in Peah chapter 1, Mishnah 1. These are the following things a person eats their fruits in this world. In other words, Hashem rewards a person for these things in this world. But the major principle is going to be saved for a person in the world to come. You know, person saving for retirement. You need that. You want the interest, you want the principle. Okay, two things. We're saving for our major retirement, a, a retirement of eternity. How do you save for a retirement of eternity? Well, you've got to know how to invest. What investment do you save for eternity? Investment that pays you off as interest payments in this world, but the principle is left for you in the world to come. What are they? What are these things that you get principled in this world? Number one, honoring one's parents. Now, you can honor your parents even after they pass away by observing the outside. By doing a mitzvah in their memory, that's tremendous honor of your parents. Giving tzedakah in memory of the parents who ever passed away. Your person gives tzedakah in memory of all the dead people who passed away. Imagine what a tremendous mitzvah of chesed. You're elevating the souls of those who passed away just by doing kindness in this world. It's tremendous. Acts of kindness. You eat the rewards in this world. And the principle is left in the next world for eternity. Avat shalom ben adam making peace between people. V'tamu Torah kenek gulam and learning Torah. What we're doing right now is chesed, spiritual chesed. Spiritual chesed is equivalent to all these different acts of kindness. So learning Torah is also spiritual chesed. You're teaching others. You're learning with others. You're teaching your children, teaching your grandchildren. All these are tremendous acts of spiritual kindness that a person will reap tremendous reward, and not just in this world, but also in the next world. So, Kibirut Hasadim is an act which has no, we said, no quantities. There's no minimum, no maximum. But we have to try, we have to be self-motivated. It's so hard to be self-motivated. It's so hard to be self-motivated. To look for these acts of kindness, I'm going to talk about different kinds of people, and that's called mitzvah between people. It's acts of kindness. All the mitzvot between people, some mitzvot between people are commanded explicitly in the Torah. For example, tzedakah is commanded explicitly in the Torah. Giving someone a loan is commanded explicitly in the Torah. Helping the needy, helping the gear, the convert, and the widow, and the orphan. These are tremendous acts of kindness. And uh, these are acts of kindness explicit in the Torah. Helping someone they load. In those days they had donkeys with loads. Helping someone unload the donkey, helping someone to load the donkey, all these acts of kindness, which are legislated in the Torah. But otherwise, there's general acts of kindness. Love your friend as yourself. That's a general kind of heading, and we have to find a way to fulfill that mitzvah. So, very important. Now, there's a statement by Rabbi Simlai. In the Talmud, God, the Torah begins with chesed, ends with chesed. And the second mission of here, what we mentioned, Shimon Sadiq, Simon the Just, went to his grave. Uh, Shimon Sadiq is buried in Sheikh Jarrah in uh, East Jerusalem. And you can go to his grave. The world rests on three things Torah, Vidagulus Hasadim. Gimilut Hasadim is the core ethical value. That is one of the core ethical values. So Moshe Cordovero, the great Ramak, Moshe Cordovero, one of the rabbis of the Arizal in Sfat. In 1500s, he wrote a book, Tomer Devorah, 
Tilmer de Baroa goes through the 13 attributes of God, as we talked about. These are the basis of how we follow God. And we talked about how God has no attributes. These are things, signposts, how we do good acts of goodness. So number one, he says, qualities of kindness. This is in chapter third, chapter one of how do we follow acts of kindness. Number one, he says, love Hashem so completely that one will never forsake his service for any reason. Acts of kindness, number one, to Hashem. How do you show kindness to Hashem? First line of the Shema. To love God and never forsake his service for any reason. Number two, provide a child with all the necessities for their sustenance and love the child. Number three, visiting and healing the sick. Number four, giving charity to the poor. Number five, offering hospitality to strangers in need, especially. Number six, attending to the dead. Number seven, bringing a bride to the chuppah marriage ceremony and helping her. Number eight, making peace between a person and another human being. That's an act of kindness. A person who embodies chesed is called a chassid. What's a chassid? A chassid who's a person who does chesed. A person who's faithful to the covenant and goes, what's chesed? If there's no quantity. So chesed is going beyond the requirements of the law. And a person who goes beyond the requirements of the law is called a chassid. That's the difference between a tzaddik and a chassid. A tzaddik does the basics, keeps shulchan aruch, a chassid goes one step above. And, you know, today there's so many organizations. There's Bikur Cholim organizations visiting the sick, caring for the sick, caring for their relatives. There's a gemach which gives uh, acts of kindness of lending money, free loan funds, lending toys, lending medical equipment. There's Yad Sarah and Yushalayim. Tremendous chesed of uh, medical equipment to people in need. And they're called gemachs. They're called gemirut chasadim. Gemach is gemirut chasadim. Kiruv organization, spiritual gemachs to help people to come back to Judaism. That's a spiritual kind of kindness. Hatzala, providing free ambulance services, tremendous acts of kindness, EMTs, paramedics, for free. They're volunteering their time. Amazing acts of kindness. Kevra Kadisha, looking after the dead and looking after the people who are, who are uh, mourning. Chaverim, just amazing. Chaverim. You know, once uh, I went to visit my mother, Alea Shalom, in London, and uh, unfortunately got locked out of the house. And when he got locked out of the house, it was a Friday afternoon. It's like Friday, I mean, it's like the worst time to get locked out of your house. The key was inside. We're outside. My mother is getting frantic. What should we do? So you can call a locksmith, cost money. It's Arab Shabbat. Who's going to come? So there's a thing called Chavirim. There's an organization called Chavirim, which come for free to help us. Anything you need, the car breaks down, they come. Whatever they can do to help. So I call Haverim, sure, no problem. Or Yididim, they're also called friends, Yididim. And they came, Friday, this guy came, and he saw there's a little window open in the bathroom, such a tiny, there's no way, come on. It's a tiny little window, it's high up. He jumped through that window and he opened the front door for us. Now, I don't want anyone to learn any tricks over here, but I came out here, he did it for free. He came with a smile. What an act of kindness. Can you imagine what trial act of kindness that was? On a Friday afternoon, he comes for free and he jumps through the window and he opens the door for us. Amazing. So there's organizations that do acts of kindness called Yididim, called Haberim, and they come and they help for free. You got a flat battery, they come and they help for free. That's a tremendous act of kindness. The Shomrim, the community watch groups, they watch the community so you make sure there's no crime. So all these they're doing for free, the acts of kindness.
And these are acts that there's no limits. You can do as much as you want all day long, the acts of kindness. And there are people who do that. They volunteer for organizations. I know people that they're retired and they drive around in these vans, Yatsara, picking up people who can't get to the hospital, people who can't go for appointments, people who can't go to the groups. And that's how they spend their day. Acts of kindness, tremendous mitzvah, tremendous mitzvah. Okay, so now we find now we find acts of kindness in the covenant between man and God. Hashem assures Israelites if that Hashem will keep his covenant with them as long as they love him and keep his commandments. So this is a pasuk. At the end of the Bari. And you will know, Hashem the Lord your God, who is the God, the trustworthy God, Shomer HaBrit, who will keep his covenant, and his kindness, to those who love him. God keeps the covenant kindness. He will look after those who love him. That's a very important idea, the idea of covenants with chesed. There's a lot of ideas of covenants with chesed. And the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, 40 uh, he says in chapter 54, the mountains will uh, fall down and the valleys will fill up. But Hashem says, but my kindness will never end. That's amazing kindness. That means Hashem promises kindness, not just in this world, also in the next world. If this world is destroyed, Hashem says, don't worry, my kindness is everlasting. So those who love him and to those who keep his commandments. For a thousand generations. So Hashem expresses his covenant in, with the word chesed. And also in Isaiah ch- chapter 40, um, okay. And Psalms chapter 25. All Hashem's paths are chesed, kindness, and truth for those who keep the decrees of his covenant. So chesed is part of God's covenant. Hashem promises I'm going to treat you with kindness if you treat me with love and do my commandments with love. And we find the same thing. Hashem makes a covenant of kindness with David Amena, King David. Hasdei David Hanemanim, right? He says these are the kindness of David, who is trustworthy. Okay, these are in Isaiah chapter fifty-five. You look it up, all these verses. Okay, Hashem Olam David Amir says in, in Psalms eighty-nine verse two, and Psalms eighty-nine verse three and six. And six it talks about Chesed, the covenant between. Him and God is a covenant of kindness. And the covenant between David and Yonatan, they make a covenant, a pact of kindness. Imagine, I treat you kindness, you treat me with kindness. Now, mm-hmm. this is a mitzvah, but it's probably better to make a pact. That, really, that pact is called marriage. So we have to explain. Marriage is holiness, and marriage is kindness. It's a pact of kindness. I'll help you, and you help me. I'll help my children, and bless my children, raise my children. So that is an act of kindness. And we're moving on. There's different ideas over here. Number one, uh, number one, a day a Jew does not do kindness is not considered a day in their lives. Every Jew must do one act of kindness every single day. This is uh, Nativot Shalom, which is uh, one of the Rebbe's, Moshe Kobrin. A day should not pass without chesed, either with one's body, money, or soul. Again, body, acts of kindness, open the door for someone, smile at someone, something, make someone cheer them up with one's money, give tzedakah every day, 
we want to teach someone some Torah every day. And uh, so that's number one, basic essential of a Jew's life. One of the building blocks of a Jew's life has to be chesed, has to be chesed. Number two, don't forget, charity starts at home. Do one act of kindness every day without anyone knowing. Number two, personality of chesed. Avraham Avinu was the great personality of chesed. We have to make chesed part of our personality. Look, be an active seeker of kindness. What can I do? Who can I help? What can I do? There's plenty of people who want help. There's plenty of people who want help. I want to give you two examples from my life. Number one is my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law must be one of the biggest sadiqim in the world. I don't know. I mean, he has a food bank in Gura. He has a yeshiva and a food bank. So in the day, people are learning Torah in the yeshiva. And at night, he's making food for at least 100 families every Shabbat. At least 100 families every Shabbat. He sends out food packages. And then on Friday night, he has like 25 people over that I don't know if you or me would want them in your house. These are people, some of them are drug addicts. They have no place to go. Some of them are old people, elderly, mis- misfits. You know, society has misfits and they have nowhere to go on a Friday night. And they go to him. So he's one of the Sadiqim who provides food and help and, and whatever he can do for people. So he is one of the Sadiqim. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of attitude we have to have to life, even though it's not pleasant. Believe me, to raise your family around these kind of people is not pleasant. But you know what? All his children of Sadiqim, they came out like their father, and they, and they respect that. And they looked and see it. They also try to help. They also help with the cooking and the packaging of the food. And then I have another Sadiq in my life who is my neighbor who keeps asking me for help to run his organization. He doesn't have an organization. He is the organization. What does he do? He takes 2,000 food packages to the Kotel every Thursday morning and Friday morning. And he gives out uh, 2,000 packages of food. How do I know? Because I see him packing it <laughs> with his helpers from his machsan in my building. So some people use their machsan to store their stuff. This guy is using his machsan to store everything he's going to give away. So these are sadiqim. You see them around you. Yushalayim is full of these people. Baruch Hashem, we are blessed to have these people around us. There's, bit, there's givers and there's taking, and that's, I want to talk a bit about that because that's Rabbi Desler, Rabbi Desler talks about. And he has a, in chapter 17 of giving and taking, if you have strike of truth, volume one, how giving and taking are central to a person and a moral and spiritual life. He opens with the following paragraphs. When God created man, he made him a giver and a taker. It's impossible to survive as a child. I'm just adding this. It's impossible to survive as a child without being a taker. Think about it. All children do at an early age is take, 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 take. They have to. That's part of their genes. They have to, to survive. Imagine the child says, I'm not going to wake up my mother, even though I'm starving and my diaper needs to be changing. I'm not going to cry. That child's not going to survive very long. Child has to cry. A child has to demand. A child has to want. A child has to cry every time he needs to be changed. He needs to be fed. He didn't have to cry. Otherwise, he's not going to survive. So it's impossible to be a child without being selfish. And Hashem created those genes. But the problem is learning how to be unselfish, to grow up and learn how to help others and think about others. And that is what Desta says. Yeah? We have to learn from our creator who, blessed be he who has mercy, does good, and gives without receiving anything in exchange. We are creating the image of God. And that's where we're expected to get to, to get to this point of giving the no thought of return. 
So the power of taking is a person's desire to pull to themselves everything that comes within their domain. That's a, like a magnet. Some people are magnets for materialism. Whatever I can take, I'll take. Whatever I can get out of you, I'll get out of you. But we're creating the image of man, of God, and we have the power to be a giver. We have to try and be givers. How can we be givers without even charging? And that is Hanoch. Hanoch used to charge money. He was a cobbler. And he used to make shoes, but he used to make shoes to last. That's a cobbler. So even though a person has a regular job, they can do their job to give people satisfaction. That's the idea. The idea is to give, do the job to the best, to give the experience to the customer, so the customer will be satisfied and get as an act of kindness. Even though a person is selling something, the person providing lodging is a hotel chain, but they provide the best lodging, a comfortable lodging, clean lodging, and they're not just doing for the money, they're doing also to provide a service. That is an act of kindness. A person can make their mundane daily routine an act of kindness by helping people. So a person has a job as a receptionist. They can be friendly, they can give smiles, and they can make their job as a focus of chesed, of kindness, helping people. Do you need anything? A person on the phone. You're talking to someone on the phone. What do you need? Can I help you? What can I help you with? So very important. Give other people satisfaction, just like you feel right now. The moment you start to make demands from someone else, and this is especially true in marriage, bliss flies through the window. <laughs> help, help, give, 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 give. And so there's a personality of chesed like Abraham Avinu, and then there's a giver, a personality that gives, a giving and taking, more giving than taking, and uh, basic essential, it's a basic essential of the Jewish life, an act of kindness a day, at least one act of kindness, try and make ourselves personalities of chesed, try and be givers and not takers, but Radish will all be successful, and we'll see, we'll eat the fruits of this world, and the major part, the principle will be in the world to come. And thank you all for attending. Next week we'll continue. Shabbat Shalom from Yerushalayim, Mirakodesh. Many blessings to everyone. Take care. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.